Greetings, my chaotic casters, and welcome to Occultus Anonymous episode 13, A Pat on the Back. And welcome back, guys, to episode 13. I didn't even have to count this time. And uh, yeah, to the other half of our duo sessions, I guess. Um, we had uh, Travis and Weird doing weird things uh, last week. And now we have Songbird and Mammon doing... Probably still weird things. Probably weird things, yeah. <laughs> um, this is Mage. Uh, welcome to Cultus Anonymous. Woohoo! Uh, and hey, shout outs to Claire, Ryan, Samuel, and Schmitty. Uh, so yeah, four patrons now. Um, thanks guys for your support. We appreciate it. And all you guys who comment and subscribe and all that. You guys mean a bunch to us. We were actually talking just before this session about, hey, are there any new comments on the new YouTube video? Uh, so yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks. Yeah, so we pick up uh, Sunday night after Memon, uh, Tratus, and Songbird had kind of hung out doing some research on the mementos and other Ibly Bob things that the Sin Eaters had left behind. Mammoth um, eventually heads, heads home. Uh, Songbird, Atreides, and Weird. Well, no, actually, Weird never makes it back. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, and then uh, they crash for the night. Um, Mammon heads home. Songbird, everybody's, you know, out. Um, and Songbird, in the uh, middle of the night, um, in your dreams, uh, you receive a message um, from a... See, as soon as I said that, now I'm like, I can't remember if you can put yourself in somebody's dream or not. Hmm. This is a um, uh, this is a mind thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can. can you, I'm trying to remember. Is that's um? It? Hang on, let me pull it up. I've got I've got mind pulled up right now. It's uh, dream reaching. Enter a subject's dream. You can influence. Oh, but not take part. Okay. Well, in that case, yeah. Oh, so, well, sleep of the just um, can. Nope, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Psychic projection. Well, anyways. Um, no, no, no. Psychic projection. Yeah. Um, astral project into twilight or into somebody's dreams. There's the one. Yay. Okay. See, I knew what I was talking about this entire time. I was just putting John was quizzing Mammon. Anyways, uh, Songbird, uh, yeah, you you get um, in in the midst of your you know dreams that are kind of you know passing by normal every everyday Songbird dreams of punching ghosts and fighting in an MMA you know ring octagon with a Promethean you know normal Songbird stuff. Um, there is a um, uh, older gentleman. Um, he immediately. Um, is recognizable to you. You have seen him before. Um, this is um, for our viewers at home. Uh, pretty large, but older um, uh, Maori man uh, tattooed up uh, on his face uh, across his chest, which is bare. He's got like kind of, um, uh, what do you say, a traditional garb on and looks in, in a perpetual, like he has the like companion to bitchy resting face. He has you know, like 
pissed off resting face mm-hmm. um and just looks at uh is looking at you just kind of stepping into your dream and says songbird you will convene with the other talons in the morning and uh okay. and you recognize this as uh, sorry uh you recognize this as a red dread oh nice right yeah um and so he just kind of stands there you know looking Does for he have any- his gun on him no. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, he looks for any kind of response to make sure that, hey, you've actually gotten the message in, in your dream. Um, you know, however you might do that and then is gone. And uh, your dreams kind of continue as normal until you wake up at your ungodly 5 a.m. Not always. OK, fair point. That's ritual time. Oh, OK. 6 so, a.m. as if I'm not, you know. <laughs> OK, there you go. <laughs> Todd. Much better. Right. Uh, so, yeah, 6 a.m. you wake up, head out, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Cool. Totally. I, I believe canonically you leave a note on the fridge. Uh, yes. Canonically, <laughs> I leave a note on the fridge um, doing AA stuff. Yep. Doing AA Gotta stuff. Gotta go get my three month chip. Yep. Uh, <laughs> actually, right about that. Aren't yeah, you? That, yeah. That's the joke. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, you uh, head off to. Um, a, a local um, safe house place, um, a meeting place that you've uh, met up with other AA folks before. Uh, some of the towns, you know, Onyx is obviously there. Um, she, you know, kind of checks in uh, and stuff like that. Uh, as I pull up Conca, because I realize that's important. Um, what does Onyx look like? Uh, for the viewers at home and for me, because uh, you didn't give me much of a description other than she's a late 20s woman of Iranian descent. Yep. Um, like. Fit and. Probably about five, seven or so, like on the taller side. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Maybe a dancer at some point in her past. Mm-hmm. um so like that kind of build gotcha. um but yeah her whole kind of uh yeah late 20s like uh iranian american woman um and uh she like her whole kind of garb and kind of costume that she kind of costumes maybe not the right word but, right, but the shadow um, name the persona she puts on. yeah the persona that she puts on is lots of um uh eagle and snake sort of imagery oh, right. which are did, Iranian symbols of bad or of good luck for eagles and bad luck for snakes which um, kind of makes sense and, and she's an acanthus she's an acanthus right so um so she yeah. leans into that yeah and she um you, you don't have much chance to chat with her she you know mm-hmm. she's there with a bunch of other talents a total of probably about 20 members uh, of the adamantine arrow caucus that are in uh, the New York area is about 20 of them. Um, and, you know, people are there in various states of being awake for Songbird. I imagine you're like, OK, yeah, this yeah, is normal yeah, morning. Good. No we're, big deal. Here. Right. You have some others who are like dragging feet, leaning into their coffee, you know, kind of stuff. Um, and uh, Red Dread uh, steps up uh, as well as um, double checking because I keep getting these characters mixed up. Yeah, uh, and Moonkeeper uh, are both there. Um, so those of you at home, 
we've already described Red Dread, except when he shows up, he's not in Maori uh, traditional attire. He's actually in like uh, a nice like business suit. Um, and his tattoos are super visible. It's a very interesting image. Uh, but standing next to him, who's probably as equally like odd, um, is a um, is a 15 year old boy. Um, and uh, he's got a kind of uh, a mischievous look to him. He's grinning. Um, and that is Moonkeeper, who you know as one of the um, uh, the councilors. It's like a boss. It's like a boss, dude. Yeah, he's a, he's a counselor for the Acanthus. Um, and basically, he advises the Hierophant uh, from the mm-hmm. Acanthus side of, of magic. Uh, he's right. not, he doesn't have a particular role in um, Adamantine Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but he, sta- he has a position within the Concilium. Um, and uh, basically, to keep this kind of short, uh, they basically end up presenting um, a report of local threats. Um, mm-hmm to uh the concilium basically it feels very much like the start of the shift for uh police for, officers for, for police officers yeah. yeah it's like this is what's going on this is what people are doing if this building blows up over on the lower east side no big deal we know what that is nobody needs to rush out there we've got people ready to deal with it that kind of stuff okay. um uh is there anything that you kind of listen for specifically otherwise i plan to give you the informed condition um which will basically just next time a threat shows up you can basically i'm going to use this informed condition this is something i had heard about at this meeting um yeah um maybe i um it's not for anything having to do with werewolves since the um we know that there's supposedly some sort of pure blood werewolf pack somewhere yeah. on the financial district mm-hmm. yeah. um so i kind of have that in the back of my head gotcha yeah um, so yeah you're kind of you know in and out throughout the the meeting listening to a lot of stuff it's a ton right. of information for sure uh, but yeah the big thing that especially since it is your neck of the woods it is your cabal's mm-hmm. territory yeah they do mention that there uh, the there are sightings of a new werewolf pack they don't even have the information that it's a pure pack uh, mm-hmm. They just know that there has been um, reports of at least 10 actual werewolves that mm-hmm. have been moving uh, around, causing problems uh, specifically for the Thrysis, the uh, the shaman. Mm-hmm. We're working with spirits. The spirits are really agitated. And so everybody's like, OK, keep an eye out. We don't know what these guys are doing. We don't know if they're setting up shop, but they're sure. definitely moving around uh, stuff like that. Cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, so the meeting kind of concludes, um, and then, uh, Onyx, of course, comes over to, uh, to check up with you, um, you know, you know, gives you kind of once over and she says, okay, well, it looks like the, the nerds haven't, uh, haven't <laughs> blown you up and you, you just have that sense that like, she's using your word. It's like, you call yeah. them nerds. Okay. They're nerds. Fine. Uh, it's <laughs> like, you haven't, you haven't been blown up yet. Um. You know, you're all in one piece. No new scars that I can see. Nope. Killed a ghost, though. Okay. That's new. That's cool. Uh, and she, like, she pulls out, like, a list. She's like, no, no, ghost. That's not on my list yet. No. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of other spooky stuff. Ghosts haven't had to actually destroy. Uh, yeah. Send a couple into Twilight and, you know, lay this back down, but not destroyed. Um, and, of course, at this time, uh, as 
for those of you who watched the last episode, uh, Shanna has even started to hear about this. The, the word is getting around that, yeah, you know, New Cabal laid this back down on a, a big rank three ghost uh, to, to rescue a sleepwalker. Um, Songbird has been like mentioned as, yeah, he was the adamantian arrow on the scene protecting the mm-hmm. Cabal. And, you know, uh, so we're, we're just gotten around. Um, uh, she herself is uh, still working with uh, an adamantine arrow cabal she's still doing kind of patrol type stuff uh but she does mention that you know hey anytime you want to like get out and and go actually lay into something or uh, oh yeah okay yeah well uh you know we can give you a call uh you know who knows we could you know you can grab all of them and and you know bring your (laughs) whole cabal and we'll call it a training mission for them or something yeah sounds good uh but otherwise more experience in the world for sure right yeah. Otherwise, she's just, you know, kind of shooting the shit with you, uh, catching up. And yeah. before she basically heads back out. Rad. Cool. All right. Then we will jump over to Mammon. Uh, what time does Mammon wake up on a Monday workday? Um, Mammon likes to be the first one in the office to make sure all the plebs are there on time. <laughs> sure. Um, no, actually, he's probably rolling in at like nine o'clock with everybody else because he's not losing sleep because they can't be on time. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you come through and I imagine because it's, it's still a startup, right? It's still fairly yes. small. Staff is very limited. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, you show up, um, do your normal howdy do's and, you know, stuff like that. And amongst all your normal paperwork that you get to look over, uh, there is a uh, manila folder um, and across the uh, top of it says, um, I can't remember his last name. Oh, no, not, not the tag, the character. Songbird. I don't have your full name in here. I, I, wow, I really don't actually. Okay, yes. Where is it? Oh gosh. Oh, it's in my. Uh, it's ah, in there 20. it is. Yes, Acanthus Cabaret Nielsen uh, across the top of the Manila folder, um, and it's you know sealed up, you know, very clearly, like, hey, you know, you're the only one looking at this kind of thing. Oh look, it's Project oh. Canary. It is Project <laughs> yeah. Canary. It is indeed Project Canary. Do you know why I pick canaries? Because they're known for singing. Like a songbird. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I figured it's because you throw them out of the mine first and wait for them to die. So that <laughs> well, actually, that wasn't <laughs> what I was going for, but it works. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna open that shit up. Yep. So uh, the the report kind of boils down to nothing major, no red flags. Uh, there are some uh, arrest records from Norway. <laughs> uh, you know, teen. You know. No, please don't die. Sorry. So in case any of you are wondering and why <laughs> there might be weird sounds coming from Chris's and uh, that's because there's a big old storm up yeah. near him. So we'll there may be occasionally rumbles. On. Yeah. If if it helps you, just imagine that it's his nimbus coming through. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, the uh, the the um, the report shows some minor, you know, teen, you know, the the kind of misdemeanor and minor arrests that you would expect from a active and willful childhood, I guess the term might be. Um, and I believe they're called juvenile delinquents. Yeah, 
indeed. Uh, nothing major. Uh, I, I, I don't, if I remember correctly, no like actual time in you know a, a juvie or anything like that. Um, a record of having gone to uh, university in Norway and then end of his enrollment about the same time he emigrated to the U.S. and uh, his fighting career started. Um, known associates uh, include um, nobody that we haven't seen on screen, uh, but you have like Ethan Young, uh, Jerry Huang, our official members. Uh, there's a couple other names mentioned from his gym, all of which are just normal average Joes, some other fighters who've got uh, minor careers, you know, a couple guys who kind of made it a little bit more similar to uh, similar to Songbird. Um, no, no immediate like red flags of, oh, somebody's like, you know, got a massive uh, criminal record. Even like Jimmy Smalls, um, Patinko doesn't actually have a, a major record. There's some illegal betting stuff and uh, a couple cases of, you know, um, I don't know. What, what would Jimmy get arrested for? I feel like he's definitely got a couple of restraining orders. Definitely a couple of restraining orders. <laughs> I was literally thinking of those. <laughs> Anybody who calls across a lobby to say, hey, toots, yeah, has, a definitely has a restraining order. Right. Uh, so, but otherwise, no major flags. Um, looks like uh, no no sign of like major loans taken out. Um, you know, that kind of, you know, normal stuff. <laughs> Look, looks fairly clean, at least on the uh, mundane side of things. Okay, good. That's all I cared about. I wanted to make sure that that, you know, because boxers or fighters in general, they're known to have um, troubled entourages. And I wanted to make sure that nothing was going to fuck with the cabal. Sure. You know, Jimmy needed to get got. Mammon was the guy to do it. (laughs) So um, is there anything that, you know, you're you're looking to do while actually at uh, the company or is it just like I'm going to put on my day job face? I'm going to go through the the steps and then, you know, I'm going to get to work. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't think of anything directly relating to the company that I would need to do right now. I don't really have the XP to hire staff. Right. Um, so we're just going to say my my one HR person is still trying to find people qualified sure. for the job. Yeah. Well, and bear in mind, of course you don't have the merit. So they don't necessarily work for Mammon. You probably have some people that work for Todd Larson. Uh, they're just not yeah. you know, on call. distinction there. Yeah. yeah. And you can't, yeah. you know, call on them to be like, hey, go do this thing outside of normal job parameters. So, okay, cool. Fair uh, point. Um, so then uh, we fast forward to wherever you guys want to pick up because I know both of you had some kind of plans uh, a little bit. So... Um, well, so mine is basically just a shopping list, mm-hmm. literally, of <laughs> things that while he's doing his Alcoholics Anonymous shit, um, we could just assume I'm out shopping. Okay. Uh, if you want me to go ahead and give you that list of things I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give um, us your little now, grocery list. So here's the thing. One of them is going to be a uh, civilian legal silencer. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know gun laws in new york (laughs) i know that in texas if it's not fully automatic you can buy it at any gun store sure 
Um, so that's the that is the knowledge that I am operating on. <laughs> sure. And if you know that that is not the case, keep it to yourself because man doesn't care. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, if, because this is not the real world. This is the Chronicles of Darkness. Definitely. Yeah, and I'll and be people honest. definitely can buy fully automatic weapons in a store in Chronicles of Darkness because definitely. you might need it. <laughs> there, there is stuff out there, and uh, if I remember correctly, because um, I can just look up equipment. Um, Let's see physical equipment firearm suppressor availability of two and you have a I resources of four merit. so uh yeah it, it doesn't even ping you uh so if you do want to write that down it does provide a two die bonus for um uh for shooting while in short range but it does reduce the damage by one you know i i will never understand why games insist I'm giving firearms that are fired through silencers reduced damage. Because you got to use yes, the subsonic in real rounds. Life, it, well, you don't have to use subsonic rounds with it. You only use subsonic rounds with it if you're trying to be fully silent. That's true. Like, even to, like, medium range. Right. Um, but I guess it's for game balance yep. reasons. But in this, so, in this particular case, that's actually what they reference. Yeah. Do the bullets um, subsonically. Anyways, but yeah, so you pick up so uh, Suppressor. I, I will pick up a suppressor. I will pick up a um, Kevlar vest, um, the one that can be concealed okay. under clothing. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still got to look fly as fuck. Right. Safety is no excuse. Mm-hmm. And um, Big mood. I'm also going to pick up some handcuffs. Sure. A lawn chair, mm-hmm. tarp, and a bucket. And then I'm going to begin looking for a... <laughs> Cash only, no questions asked storage unit in a crime ridden part of town. Sure. Okay. Um, I think I actually is storage in here. I'm kind of curious. Well, none of these are organized at all. Uh, Gambling ringer, blah, 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 blah. Elocution consulting. Uh, Oh, these are by skill. Okay. Hang on. Uh, So this would probably be under streetwise. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's also a two dot availability. Find a crash space, which is more or less what you're looking for. Um. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in, in amongst it's going to take some time to do all that. Yeah. In, in amongst all your day job stuff, eventually it's like okay, all the stuff that is on my plate done. I'm out half day. I gotta got some errands to run because I'm the boss. And off you go. Oh, and uh, I'm going to text. Um, what was the Waitress at the pub. Sylvia. 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 (laughs) I was going to text Sylvia and ask her about the status on the photo of Eric. Yes. Thank you for reminding me because that would have come in uh, Sunday night. Yeah. After we left. Mm -hmm. So I do have the photo. You do have the photo. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to text her and uh, let me know to let me know when he comes in. Oh, okay. To the to the pub. Sure. Because they did say he's a regular. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and she mentions it'll be you know probably sometime you know uh, in the evening. You get when he gets off his uh, work shift. Word. Cool. Weird. Hmm? What? Oh. Uh, <laughs> we will never not make that joke. Um, cool. So yeah, you go about your day buying a bunch of interesting things. Um, Songbird, anything on the docket? Yeah. So I think I um, want to head back over to our like crafts sort mm-hmm. of 
yeah. spot that we talked about before. And meet up with we Colossus. We really need to figure out like an uh, yeah. Was it was it yeah, it was Colossus. Yep. Um yeah, and like, you know, begin that whole like come and stand on the door for three days sort of thing. <laughs> I feel sure. like we're we're working on here. Yep. Um uh we really need a name for like what this sort of place is called. Oh, yeah. Um hey, folks at home. If you have any ideas for what you would call an adamantine arrow armory, for now we'll we'll call it the armory. But call if it you the armory. if you got some like really cool like craft hall epic name, I don't know the fucking quiver. Mm. Mm, well, Green Arrow's already got that. Oh, fuck the Green Arrow, he's a loser. It's true. Yeah, Hawkeye better. Anyways, Hawkeye. Uh, both suck. <laughs> wow. uh, Fighting words. Yeah. Hang on, guys. We. We need to solve something. We'll be right back after this. The show's break. canceled. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, you you make your way uh, over to the armory. Uh, yeah, Colossus is there just wailing away. Uh, he's the, the spear that you had seen him working on. I think that was Saturday. Um, is, is somewhere else. You don't see it. Uh, and he is today not even at a forge, but he is working and is putting runes on what looks like um uh the backing of a plate you're not sure what it is um exactly but it looks like it it will attach to other pieces the way it's got some like rivet holes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and he's just very carefully uh looks like he's putting some kind of like uh high speech or other type rune cool. onto it uh i'm gonna activate my mage site okay so prime and uh Forces. Yep. Uh, it does not appear that he's working on like the the element itself is magical, um, but I mean, looking around the armory, there's all sorts of other stuff that's you know, very clearly imbued objects and stuff like that. See, sure. Swords. Uh, see, go ahead. Yeah. So, is there like a is that spear around or is it not? Here? No, you you do not see okay. the spear anywhere. Mm-mm. Cool. Well, then, like. I guess just like whatever catches my sort of eye the most mm-hmm. as I'm kind of just like looking around. And so like, I don't know, uh, like a big, like, you know, the, hand and a half sword or something like that. Gotcha, yeah. The, what, you know, what, what you, what you're drawn to. Um, yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, a hand and a half sword perhaps, but there is a lot of variety of things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you have some, you know, classic like weapons like that. Uh, but there is literally a wall of of like guns, um, hmm. some of which like you're looking at and like I've seen a lot of action movies. I've never seen a gun like that. And <laughs> like you're, you're like it draws your attention. You're looking at this and you're realizing it's got a lot of the. The same kind of markings that you would see on uh, a sword or something like that, that looks like this thing was a forged gun. Sure. This wasn't milled um, out of something or anything like that. Um, and there's uh, other some other stuff. There's um, in like a kind of like a, cl- uh, a a metal cage, so to speak. You know, just you know, with racks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there are like uh, a couple suits of uh, like leather armor. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some like overcoats, a uh, variety of different things like that to that very look like armor. Um, and what was the other item uh, I remember seeing? Um, obviously various jewelry necklaces and stuff like that uh all of them are well all of them are obviously lit up with prime because imbued Mm -hmm. items and stuff like that several stand out with forces Mm -hmm. um 
There is even a pair of red and white running shoes um, that, you know, look, you know, glowy and stuff like that. And you get the, oh, those go fast. Uh, <laughs> um, kind of kind of feel off of them. But are you looking for... Did you just uh, make a fucking Sonic reference? Yep. God damn it. Yep. Screw that trailer, but moving on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, are, are you looking? Are you like browsing like to I, I want to see if I could borrow something or you're trying to get ideas for something or yeah, I think I'm trying to get ideas for what might be like a good place to start once I start like getting into some of this. Gotcha. Um, and I think I can kind of like. I don't know. I was going to say I can just kind of just like keep up conversation, but Colossus is not like a big like talker. So uh, uh, he, he, he definitely does respond to like comments or anything like that. But yeah, he doesn't seem to be like pushing forward anything um, mm-hmm. very specifically. Um, but um, yeah, um, yeah, there's a number of, you know, s- very simple styled weapons, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially some like um ones that look like they definitely double as um you know casting foci um you know stuff like mm-hmm. that some like very actually very similar to your own uh dedicated mm-hmm. magical tool these you know very small like concealable like stiletto daggers and stuff like that uh that are in amongst everything um how long do you think you like hang out looking at all this stuff um or like i don't know like, well, the other way to put this is, are you trying to, like, learn something from this? Are you trying to, like, drink in some knowledge looking at this? Or is it more of, like, idle curiosity, kind of digging at the back of your mind kind of thing? Uh, Yeah, I think I'm trying to, like, learn, like, just get an idea, like, a, a base level learning of, like, what, like, some possibilities are, I think. Because I, I know that I want to, like, create, like, I have this, like, itch in the back of my brain. It's like, I know I need to create something that like that's what my my magic is for mm-hmm. but i don't even know like where to start gotcha. you know so i think like looking at other people's crafts and seeing that like right. sparking trying to pick up the inspiration yeah, kind yeah. of thing cool. mm-hmm. um so while you're um while you're kind of looking through that stuff uh, a woman uh, walks up to you you've seen her around um she's not one of the talons uh she's definitely a little bit older uh, i actually trying to remember the term that uh they use it's not sage is it crap um bu- 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 mage society caucuses adamantine arrow um persons uh yeah uh thunderbolt guardians <laughs> Because Adamantine Arrow is literally all about the metal. Uh, that, that's the people that like, if you've gone out and protected other cabals and other stuff, right? Uh, no, those are first talons. and oh, Or you're thinking of um, Banner Wardens. Oh, like right. Banner Warden that's is it. probably the thing that like might be in the back of Songbird's head is like, hey, right. since I'm working with this other cabal. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, the Thunderbolt Guardians are senior arrows who have like uh, their instructors and they have um, like areas of expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's their thing until like they have to be called in because, hey, your area of expertise is needed. Um, right. And uh, but yeah, you recognize uh, this woman. Uh, she's short, maybe over five foot tall. Um mm-hmm. 
and uh, she she kind of you know kind of sidles up alongside you and kind of looks up and says, "So, um, you shopping or uh, are you, are you going to try your hand at making something?" Pip, by the way. Hi, Pip. Name's Songbird. Um, yes, I I I know that. Since my awakening, I, I, I've known that there is something that I am maybe not fated because that's not my realm, but uh, there is something that I will create. Uh, and so, you know, I Colossus over here can attest. I've been over a couple times now and um, just trying to figure out even just the basic, you know, what are the what are the you know what's the shape of the rules that so that I can later on bend them and break them and she and, she grins she she's like okay breaking rules all right I can get behind that um, well I mean it's it's like forming an imago right you have to you have to know what you want it to do before you can figure out where to start so like are you are you looking to smack somebody up and she kind of gestures to like what looks like a barrett 50 cal rifle <laughs> that like the entire barrel is just like covered in like ornate runes and gold uh That's like abs- right yeah it's absolutely like that is a thing you used to kill something crazy uh and then she kind of gestures over and it's like it almost looks like a suit that Mammon would wear, you mm-hmm. know, just cleaned up and stuff like that. And just in amongst like the the pinstriping, there's just like very delicate needlework and you can kind of make out some symbols and the whole damn thing is glowing. Uh, she's like, you got to you got to figure out where to start, uh, you know, that little seed and then you can get somewhere. Right. So what, what are you what are you thinking? Like and she kind of she's looking you up and she's like, OK, and you know, like the realization because you're the one working with with uh the other orders you got yes. the you got the shit show job yeah it's been fun so far okay sure yeah i mean at the very least it's provided an opportunity to you know march into battle i guess is the right word sure sure um but yes you know i figure if i'm going to be out amongst other cabals and other orders or again with my cabal amongst the other orders, uh, it would be a good thing to be of service back here as well. Um, sure. If put, I can make things that the order can use. Yeah, put your, put your body out there. Put your works of art in here. I dig that. Yeah. Um, but as far as and I like point back up to the gun, I'm like, that's that's not my thing. I don't think uh and then like gesture broadly over to some of the more like classical weapons and it's like you know gotcha no in that case you're yeah colossus is is your guy i'm the more fiddly bit type fair yeah um and you notice like her she's got like two like very slim small little pistols like on her on Mm -hmm. her hip and stuff like that um all right well yeah um is is colossus giving it a cold shoulder yeah i mean so i can i can can have a talk (laughs) with him i mean i don't need him to be my best friend but uh more than a sentence at a time would be nice okay okay yeah well i'll uh i'll let him know i mean he's um he's picky about people who haven't made something yet Mm. like he, he he's he's 
if, if you're looking to get training, especially if you're you're wanting him to be like your mentor, um, you you better you better show up with with something made. It's fine if it's crap, but okay. if you, if you think he's going to just teach you without actually working on something, now if you haven't put in work yet, he doesn't think you're worth the time. Sure. You uh you know how to swing a hammer? Yeah. All right, come on. Uh and she you know beckons you over and she gets you set over near another forge. Um uh, and you know, she's like, All right, this is scrap metal. It's it's junk until we get well, until we get a Moros over here and get it cleaned up. But for now it's scrap, so have at. And uh, you know, make sure you stand so he can see, right? <laughs> and like pats her shoulder and you know just you know give me a holler if you need help and she kind of scoots on um it looks like um she's she's observing and it, it might be that she actually runs the whole damn armory okay i i like that idea mm -hmm. um cool so i think i yeah i assume there's like metal punches and all sorts of oh, yeah. pretty much everything i'd need yeah yeah it, um, it's, it's a wide variety from this is from the 1700s this is just came out right off the line from 2019 yeah you have a right. variety of tools um so i think uh the first thing i'm gonna try to make is like a set of like arrowheads sure really simple Seems, some small yeah. stuff yeah okay mm -hmm. And then, you know, try and figure out, like, what my little, like, personal rune is to, like, scratch into it and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, just roll a crafts thing, which, if cool. I remember correctly, you actually have a point in now, or? I do have, yeah. Gotcha. I have always had one. Okay. Um, yeah, so crafts and... Uh, in this case, since you're working on arrowheads, we're, we're talking probably some more finesse stuff, so probably dexterity. Cool. Yeah. You one success. Yeah. Work, you know, and a dozen, two dozen, you know, arrowheads that look serviceable. You know, you could you think you could definitely put them on, you know, a couple couple uh shafts and, and start, mm -hmm. you know, firing them down range or whatever. Sure. Um and then Oh, that's a little bit different, isn't it? Shit. Mm -hmm. I was looking at um, platonic form and like making a platonic arrow as well and like presenting both kind of at the same time. Sure. Um, is that, that seems like kind of an interesting way to kind of show that I've got at least a little bit of magical sort of thing going on. If you want, yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting fact for you at home. Archery is covered under either athletics or firearms. You can do both. Because it's weird. Right? Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh... Are you setting up a spell template? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, for our viewers at home, platonic form is one of the coolest uh, abilities that prime mages have. It's your very classic... And I make a sword out of solid energy or solid mana in this particular case. Uh, kind of short term use, but um, I think you can do stuff like, oh, by the way, it has a plus six bonus to hit and damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have 
So you can use potency to increase its durability by one, mm -hmm. its mana capacity by one, mm -hmm. uh, or its uh, equipment bonus or weapon damage right. by one per potency. Mm -hmm. um, each action using the construct as a tool or weapon uses up one mana from its supply. Okay. Correct. Um, so I'm going to give it a weapon bonus of uh, two sure. and plus one mana. Okay. No, so I don't think I need to add any more bonus potency to it just for kind of since it's kind of a showpiece anyways just right. to show that i can kind of do this mm -hmm. um so uh cool so i think i just need to reach so i'll have to overreach one yeah And then because you're increasing the mana capacity, are you putting in that mana now? Um, I think I have to. Uh, not not if you if you make the mana capacity to two, you could just leave uh, that at okay. that two out. OK. It does cost one mana. Right. By base, base though, because okay. it has one mana. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And then. Uh, sorry, this is taking way too long. Um, if you're going to need a minute, we can jump over to Mammon. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We'll come back so, to Mammon, grocery shopping done. Uh, okay. And uh, especially since it sounds like Songbird is going to be spending some time at the at the armory, uh, we will fast forward to evening-ish, probably about 8 uh, and Sylvia gives you a, a text and says, hey, he's here and sends another picture of uh, of Eric, who's sitting at the bar, who, uh, by the way, Eric, because uh, I haven't mentioned his uh, description, uh, but looks like a 32 year old uh, white guy, you know, kind of kind of on the pudgy side, definitely looks like he um, he sits uh, a lot. Hair is kind of thinning a little bit, um, looks like and like charlie brown grew up right not a you know not particularly uh successful guy um but yeah, he's sitting there and uh, he's got a smile on his face as he's chatting chatting with folks around him at the bar uh from that still that you get okay well i'm going to um i don't think i need anything else I had toyed with the idea of picking up a grimoire, but I don't think that I'm going to need it. I have shifted my plans slightly. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and head to the bar. Okay. Huh. To the pub. I'm sorry. Sure. Uh, hop the in tavern. Uber. Yeah, <laughs> tavern technically. The even dirt tavern. The the gin hole. <laughs> Speakeasy or gin mill. That's the term Tavern's I was thinking. The gin of. hole is this right here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you arrive at the Eben Dart. Uh, okay. Yep. And um, I am going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna scope him out. Is he still is he still jovial in nature, just chit chatting with people? Yeah, yeah. The, this guy doesn't look like he's um, he's definitely not an angry drunk. Uh, he, he definitely seems to be having a good time. There's. He doesn't have the sense that he's like completely plastered or anything like that. He's hanging out. You uh, especially like, are you waiting a little while? Like, you know, like how long are you? No, observing him? So 
thankfully, because of the way mind spells work, mm-hmm. their effects are not visible Correct. to pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't think if I were to cast on him in the middle of the bar, mm-hmm. I I don't think there would be any effect on the sleepers around him because there's no effect for them to witness. That is correct. So Um, long as your casting is subtle. Correct. So my next question is um, for the purpose of uh, instant casts, I know that it says it's an instant cast, Mm -hmm. assuming I'm not using high speech. Mm -hmm. Um, Assuming I'm not using high speed speech, is it literally instantaneous and requiring no does it require any it doesn't require anything audible mm-hmm. right so basically what i want to do is i want to find an excuse to go over to him pat him on the back so that i have contact with him mm-hmm. and then cast this spell on him easy mm-hmm. Okay, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be like, yeah, that's my plan. Rush in there and have the DM go. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) I only do that if you try to teleport through keyholes. You told me I couldn't (laughs) and the rules said I could. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and um, walk over to him. Um, I'm wearing my uh, mammon trademarked nice suit Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pat him on the back and be like, oh, my God, you're that guy. And while I do that, I'm going to cast. Uh, give me a second. Sorry. Sure. I'm going to cast uh, Read the Depths. Mm-hmm. It is a mind three spell um, because of the fact that I am in physical contact. I don't need to use a reach to you would normally need a reach for distance, range. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't need that reach for that. I will need a reach for instant. I'm not using high speech, but I am going to use an additional reach to modify one of the memories read. Right. Um, Now, it does say for the duration, but assuming it works, I am going to um, tie up a willpower dot. To make it. um, Long term. Okay, so. the you will need to add because the willpower dot just basically relinquishes it off of your spell control. So you still have to add the increased duration via reach uh, as well. So what the what the willpower dot does is basically normally if you have a spell, it's under your spell control. The willpower right. dot from leaves the spell in existence and just removes it out of your spell control. So you no longer can just turn it off, but it also doesn't count against your limited number of spells that you can hang on to. I was under the impression that you could make a spell pretty much, um, you could make a spell pretty much indefinite by fully reaching a mana. Yeah, you would have yeah, to spend a reach. like fully getting rid of a, a willpower dot. Correct. But that's the that is that's separate the from the duration. Part? Right. That is the relinquishing part. So the duration part is going to be a reach and a mana. OK, well, I'm trying to whatever I need to do mm-hmm. to successfully wipe this guy's memory mm-hmm. for the rest of his days. Mm-hmm. 
because alternatively his days will not be that much longer. Sure. Um, because Mammon has a job to do. Right. So what you'll end up needing, and I'm going to pull this up real quick. I'm trying to remember if you're going to need two or three reach. Because uh, the trick is, um, if you're delivering this spell by hand, you can actually do a wind up for nine seconds and then come over and deliver the spell on the last on the last section. Okay. So um, if you're willing to do, um, let's see, because you'll need um, advanced duration and then um, a minus 10 to make it indefinite. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's see, uh, minus 10 reach, uh, reach to even put it at advanced duration. And then one mana. Yeah. So one mana, two reach, three reach since you're doing it insta cast. Is it a potency spell or duration? Oh, that's actually a good. Uh, you might not need minus 10. Um, See, read the depths is pretty sure a, it's a duration spell. Let oh me no, check. it's a potency because you have to get past his resolve. Oh, it is indeed a potency. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that being said, so I'm going to be at three reach. You said mm -hmm. you get is how much reach I'm going to need. Right, you get one for free. You get one for free. Mm -hmm. uh, my gnosis is one. Mm -hmm. I have three dots in the arcanum. Mm -hmm. Um, penalties to increase potency. Do I need an increase? I need an increased potency, right? Uh, you have to get past his resolve. You already have three potency, so. Okay, now, DM question. Mm -hmm. He has been imbibing intoxicating liquids. Will that lower his resolve? No, because that would, his, his drinking would affect rolls, but not his actual stat. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you are not my favorite DM right now. now. The one thing I will give you, because you do have it as a um, as a one dot spell and to not tie things down too much. It is very easy for you to determine the specific attribute ratings that he has with just no nature, um, which is a very easy spell for you to do. Um, so if you want to start with that. Um, which I know you have the reach for because it's a one dot spell. Mm -hmm. And so that would let you to. That, uh, well, uh, for bonus I and bonus reach. So you will not, so you will have three reach. Mm -hmm. So you have the reach for it. So the only thing you're having to deal with is the fact that you have a minus 10. Okay. So. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and finish. Oh, I can't finish this until I know how much potency I'm going to need. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need <laughs> two reach for no mind because I am doing it at sensory range and instant, right? And then one more um, to learn his specific social or mental attribute of a. So you could actually know exactly what his resolve is. Right. I have, because it's a mind one spell, Two, I have three, three free reach. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gnosis one, Arcana three. I don't need to increase my potency, nope, it's not if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I don't need to increase the duration. Don't need to increase scale. 
Um, I am going to use my shadow name as a Yantra. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all I can use without putting my poorly thought out mask on. <laughs> right. I like that I've used it one time. <laughs> you, can, you can start making a new one. Uh, yeah. OK. I need to do that. OK. Um, and then I'm not going to I'm not going to spend any willpower because I'm probably going to need it on the actual mm -hmm. read, read the depths roll. So huh? no bonus. Cool. So, right, that all adds up. So, yeah, go ahead and roll your six. Oh, and uh, actually, Songbird, if you want. There you go. So, yes, he has a two resolve. Okay, so... And, what is the base potency of the spell? Just one, right? No, three, because you have... Um, three dots. Three dots, right. Oh, right, so I'm going to actually be at an advantage. Mm-hmm over him yep. so i probably won't need to increase my potency Correct. okay while we're working that out uh songbird if you want to go ahead and roll that um uh, spell as well sweet jesus so big big success so there's your critical uh, success so yeah, you can get all the mana condition. back on it oh yeah i could and plus uh, one i've got i've got lots of mana though okay so think about that um so yeah, so uh, for John, because like I said, the biggest thing for, and it's one of the reasons that indefinite. Now, the other trick is if you want to take care of this now, so he is taken care of now, you can cast this on like a shorter duration um, until you have a chance to cast on him again. Yeah, but this is assuming I'm going to have the opportunity to do so. That is the question. I mean, what's the What's the table look like? It's like you can get to like a year pretty quickly. A year is minus eight. Right. And since he doesn't have any bonus steps. So the. Um, the, the cheat sheet I'm looking at for spells mm -hmm. does not show me what the base duration is uh, for read the depths. Uh, it'll be one turn. And spells are always. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be one turn. It's one turn and then advanced is one scene slash one hour. Correct. All right. That's for pretty much all spells. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I'm just really confused on what it, what exactly do I need to do to get this off my plate? Right. Like I said, like the, th the, right now. the minus 10 is the thing that you need to have an indefinite spell. And then the okay. uh, the willpower dot is to basically say, and that spell is no longer my problem and it's just going to go live. OK. Yeah, because I, I just uh, my concern is even if I make it for a week, the problem's not solved. No, but my, my point I'm is going to right. have to find a way to get him to a spot where I can. Well, then my problem becomes, OK, so, I you know, I, I get him to a secluded spot where I can kind of, you know, psychic domination him, just tell him to sit. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's staying there. And then I take my time. I, I don't make it instant. I really take my time with the full cast. I get a grimoire. I do the whole whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Right. It succeeds. Awesome. Problem number two is now I have to wipe casting on him. Because I only wiped that one memory. Right. So then does it become a vicious cycle of wiping the wiping <laughs> of the wiping of the wiping? Um, Just no. kill him. <laughs> That's, that honestly was plan B. Well, and bear in mind, because quiescence means nobody has a memory of magic. 
oh, that's right. I'm not wiping a memory of magic. I'm wiping the memory of the guy. So he wouldn't remember me casting on him. No, anyways. he'll have a weird have fuzzy deal... thing that there was this guy in a suit and he can't quite remember. It was weird. He asked me for some money, maybe. No, it was it was mammon. It wasn't weird. The joke. Jesus it never. Christ. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. Um, so he wouldn't even remember me casting on nope. him. I would just, but there would be some paradox involved. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this done now. Okay. And if it doesn't work, then I'm just going to look really weird and touch him again. Okay. He's going to think I'm making a pass at him. Sure. Um, okay. So the penalties for increasing duration is going to be 10. Correct. Minus 10. Mm-hmm. To make it permanent. Ouch. Yep. No penalties for scale. Nope. I'm going to get a two for shadow name for my Yantra. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot for the life of me think of any other Yantra I could possibly use to try to e- eke out even another dice because my phone wouldn't work as a mirror mm-hmm. because it's not internal. Like it's not no. my own mind or vision. Right. No, you would need uh, a rod. I believe it is a rod. Um, uh, now, actually, <laughs> um, what you could do is get something that represents him or a piece of him uh, as part of the spell, because uh, that is a sympathy uh, thing. So if you had something, a material sympathy uh, represents the subject as he is now or at the time he wants to It could be a piece of their physical substance or a recent photograph or recording. Uh, yeah, so recent you, photograph. Yeah, you have, oh, I have a recent photograph mm-hmm. yep. on my phone. Correct. Okay, so I could just pull that photo up. Mm-hmm. That's a plus two. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, I'm taking that shit. Yeah, I, I need to remind okay, you guys so about the other Yantras. Yep. So that's going to be uh, a four total. Then I'm going to add um, willpower doesn't come in from bonus from Yantras, right? Correct. There's a special spot mm-hmm. for it under normal bonuses. Yep. All right, so I'm going to submit that bonuses from other sources now i'm going to do it as a rote with my investigation okay and my that's, investigation that's, that's, that's the yantra well can so i don't have to redo this whole thing can i put it in bonus from other sources uh yeah so what you would be doing because how much what do you have how much investigation do you have mm-hmm. how much what how much oh, investigation three, three dots so just add one more to this yep, add one more instead of the because you can only use like, two yantras yeah. right now so you're going to use that oh, one during instead an instant of instant cast, yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of your, and then I am going to expend a willpower. So the bonus from other sources is, is going to come to four. four. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. So, so one, two, three, four, five, eight, twelve. Yeah. Nine, so you have nine, a two, two dice pool. Two dice pool. Do it. Do it, man. Fuck. Hell oh yeah. my god. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and take an arcane beat because this is the first because I'm and go ahead and mark off your your willpower dot. Um like permanently gone. Correct. Uh I think it's 2 XP to buy a new one. Might be just 1 XP. Mm-hmm. How do you um uh it's I'm a clicking derived. on the individual dots. It's not how do I how do I remove the dot as a whole? It's a derived it's the, stat, so I don't think you can change it on this end because it pulls from yeah. like 
Okay, well, here's what I'll do, right? The very final willpower box, Mm -hmm. I'll put an X in Mm -hmm. to kind of remind myself that it is tied off. Okay. Like, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And then I can just buy a willpower dot later. Yeah, with one XP, which, by the way, not actually too expensive. Um, Okay. Yeah, well, I have, I'm sitting on three, so. Gotcha. Um, So, yeah, but like I said, take an arcane beat because this is the first time that you've ever cast an indefinite spell. And not only did you just cast an indefinite spell and just tie it off, but you did it instantly. No minor, you know, a couple yantras, but it was literally just pat on the back because you did to use two yantras. It took you six seconds total of wind up, get this thing in Just like during the walk over to him. Right. And just walk over and be, hey, buddy. Hey, aren't you that guy? Oh, my bad. Never mind. Well, yeah. Okay. Now, for the memory that I'm going to alter for him. What I'm going to have it at is the night in the graveyard occurred mm-hmm. um, up until the point he sees something weird. He runs back. He grabs a shotgun because, you know, he's going to chase off whatever miscreants are out there doing whatever weird bullshit they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So he runs back out there and he sees a figure and he takes a shot, but he misses. And then Eric calls out and goes, what the fuck, bro? I'm assuming that's how Eric talks because he seems like a bro kind of guy. Not Eric. I mean, um, (laughs) Sean. Thank you. So Eric goes over and sees that Sean's out there and he's like, the fuck are you doing in the graveyard at night? And Sean goes, oh, there were some kids out here just partying and smoking weed. I just chased them off. And Eric feels terrible. What would he have done if he shot this? This good Samaritan. So out of guilt, he says, listen, I will make you a deal. If you don't call the police from here on out, every time I see you at the Eben Dart, I will buy you one free beer. And they both shook on it and went through Sean like a teenager. Sean is 16. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you implied he was older than that. He's dating the 16 year old waitress. Well, I figured he was like a year or two older. You know, not in the range of being creepy or illegal, but older. Yeah, but still, still not twenty one. Still not twenty one. <laughs> Either way, but yeah, he just doesn't want the cops called on. Sure, and and they're like, dude, it's cool, it's all right. Yeah, and and you change it to whenever you need a a case of cheap ass shitty natty ice for a party. There you go. I'm your guy. Yeah. Um. Cool, dude. I love that. That's terrific. Like that's two dice. That's fucking rad, dude. <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. I think right now that might be one of the most impressive spells we've had so far. Maybe just second to Atratus going stop and the <laughs> <laughs> impact wise for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's pretty slay. And and so his memory so changed. He has no realization of it and kind of uh, and so you're saying, hey, you're the guy, and he kind of looks over you. The the guy. Oh, my mistaken. Uh, I thought you were Edward Norton. My bad. <laughs> sure. It's like, cool. In the event that you are, I really loved your version of Bruce Banner in the Hulk. <laughs> it was by far the best. Fuck that guy in Avengers. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> you know. You're not down with the Ruffalo Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> um, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the attention of Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And let her know that uh, to go ahead and and call Sean and have him come over. And mainly because, you know, Mammon feels like it went off well, but he he doesn't want to. 
He doesn't want to leave until he knows. Sure. So and so have Sean come and, over and, and, and the weird the thing show. is because Sylvia has been watching you like mm-hmm. since you came in and just mm-hmm. watches you walk up, pat Eric on the back, and then walk over and call Sean. What? <laughs> um, are are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, just just call Sean. Okay, and you know, call. Hey, come on. All right, yeah, he'll he'll be buying around. Um, uh, do you want something while you wait? Um, I'll take uh, I'll take a. Do you guys have Coke Zero or Diet God Coke? Damn it. <laughs> uh, Diet Coke. Fuck. <laughs> is Coke Zero still a thing? Diet Coke. They still make and that? a turkey. Club. There it is. Turkey uh, club. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll bring it right out to you. And uh, yeah, you spend a spend a little time. You you wait for your turkey club. Eventually comes. You have your delicious diet coke. Uh, Sean comes by and is very hesitant. Uh, kind of pokes his head in, and you know, uh, Eric turns and sees him, and like Sylvia is like just pale. And Eric walks over. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Pats him on the shoulder. Sean is like, Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay. And you know, makes his way over to Sylvia. And and Sylvia kind of points you out, um, and uh, so Sean comes walking over and hey I hey I'm Sean Sylvia's friend. Um, I'm gonna stand up and shake his hand because I'm not a savage, right? And um, I'm gonna say yeah, um, we haven't met, but I've met uh, Rebecca. Right? Yeah, she and, said um, you, you were one of the guys downstairs messing with yeah mutual acquaintance. Yes. Um, she uh, she asked me to do her a favor and take care of Eric. So um, I have altered his memories of the event and I'm basically going to fill him in on what happened. Right. Uh, so he I can take up the time to recount the whole right. story, but I'm going to add in. And um, he also thinks he he owes you cases of beer anytime you want to have a rager with your friends. So <laughs> anytime you want to have a party with your friends, call Eric beers on him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, um, this this works. Hang on, underage drinking is bad, kids. Don't do it. You can't see me pointing. <laughs> Mammon says, stay in school. Be cool, stay in school. Yeah. Songbird says, this country has it a ridiculous drinking age. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, um, and uh, I think that's 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 you know kind of seen as Mammon sits back down to finish his victory turkey club, um, and uh, and we cut back over to Songbird um, as Colossus is now looking at your arrowheads that you've smithed, and and you made a like an arrow, just a pure mana, yeah, okay. a pure mana arrow, cool, like full, like big, like you know, like lost my camera there for a second right well yeah like a big like you know actual longbow broadhead yeah, arrow yeah. yeah longbow arrow and so he's looking at that and you know kind of sets that down it's looking at the uh, the arrowheads and for the first time you actually like rather than the kind of very simple like just nonchalant uh uninterested face that he's made before when he's talked to you he has that same concentration face that you saw like the first time where he was working the hammer and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and he is looking uh and kind of um do you still have your um uh no actually your your maid site would probably have fallen off at this point unless you spent a willpower to keep it up so uh Mm -hmm. 
I can activate it again, right? Uh, you could actually, yeah. Your peripheral mage site goes off as he, yeah. yeah um, and so um, uh, you are affected by his nimbus, I think. Let me oh, see. Cool. Let me see here. I'm trying to remember if you roll or uh, nope. I just compare it to your uh, uh, resolve. Uh, so what is your resolve? Two dots. Okay, so um, you're not affected by his uh, stuff. He's only using two points of potency. And he's basically, um, let's see here, what's the spell? Um, you would not recognize the spell because you don't have anything in matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he is using, oop, not alchemist touch. Um, oh, no, it's just a one dot spell. Um, Craftsman's Eye. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's literally just figuring up everything about the spell, uh, about the item and stuff like that, looking into it. Um, he kind of sets it down. He says. It's workable apprenticeship work. It's not bad. I wouldn't. That's all I ask for. <laughs> it's like I, 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 w- I wouldn't use it for, you know, really killing anything, but then pulls out the uh, the platonic arrow, which because it's platonic, it's, you know, the. It's the ideal arrow, right? right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he looks at that and he's like, cool. So, and he holds up the platonic arrow and holds up the arrowhead (laughs) and he goes... Make these be the same. Right. Uh, And he says, when this looks like this, then we can talk. Uh, Cool. Yeah. If you want any pointers, let me know. And and sets the one arrowhead, you know, put, put them in your hand and says, cool. And then he goes back to working on that etching, which now you're seeing is fitted to a couple others and it looks like it's like a gauntlet like you know, oh, a big okay. plate gauntlet there's like six slots on it and yeah <laughs> hi avengers endgame now in theaters uh, topical <laughs> cool uh and i think uh unless you guys have something you want to sneak in real quick that is a good time for us to take our break yeah that works I'm cool good. all right so guys Thanks for sticking around for episode 13. Sorry, we did not summon a supernal being that's asking, are you worthy? Um, Instead, Mm. we forged some stuff and pulled off a ridiculous spell that, I mean, let's be honest, weird and Atratus took five hours, summoned a little creature. Mammon walked over and in six seconds went, boop, you forget all that stuff. And you owe that 16-year-old a beer. Uh, (laughs) So, I don't know, are we playing into stereotypes? Nah. All right. So we will see you guys uh, next episode. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was an enjoyable episode. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Patreon. Link in the description. We've got a Discord link also in the description. You know what? Let's be real here. You know what to do. Honestly, I'm not even sure if Lonram listens to the recordings that I sent to him. And I have more important matters to deal with right now. Specifically, two questions. For you guys this week. First, should Mammon have just killed Eric? I mean, the pat on the back was pretty risky and, dare I say, the greatest spell we've cast so far this season. Also, if you would have said, yes, changing Eric's memory is better, what would you have changed it to? Would you have gone with the free beers for the uh, high school students? Let me know in the uh, in the uh, little little chatter little chatter field down below. Thanks.